I, I mean, Raylan does this too, and it's really impressive. And it's one of the things I admire most about her is that you don't know when they're, when we're having a bad day. We try really hard not to let that shine through and it's not being fake. It's just, it's what you have to do because you can't let it control that part of you. Otherwise you're just going to be miserable all the time because it feels miserable on the inside. You have your moments where you break down and you cry it out and we've been a really good sounding board for each other just be like dude we feel like garbage like ride with me if you ride with me you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast you can get high with me that's a deal right all right welcome everybody this is episode three of hot take from the kitchen season five five yes because i care about the podcast and i learned that so all right snicker snicker all right uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And no messages or emails this week. So our guests tonight are Allison and Raylan. So welcome, ladies. Hello. Thank you. Happy to have you on. We're all doing great here. So we will get into the hot takes. Our first hot take topic is the Oscars, which was on last night. And the big winner was Everything Everywhere All at Once, which was kind of predicted. So there's no surprise. One best picture, best director, best actress. Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress. So, I was kind of sad because Top Gun didn't win, but... You'd bet money on it. I did. I bet $5. Yeah. It is what it is. You were getting good odds. I was, it. yeah, I was... I heard an interesting fact about the Oscars today, that this year's was the second least watched Oscars in history. It, the viewership was down astronomically. Oh. Last year's was the worst. There was like 10 million people, and this year there were 16 million people. So 6 million tuned in for another slap. Or... Yeah. I was one of them. Yeah. I know, I know no one else probably watched it. I know, I know Allison did. I didn't watch it. I don't know. I, I heard background watched. noise. I watched a couple minutes. You went to bed. Eventually, I did. Yeah. I put something else on it. <laughs> so I figured out I was the only one that really watched it. Um, I don't know. I guess no one really cares about it. All I know is that that's too bad what you just said there about not many people. I can understand why people don't tune in. They've, they really have an out-of-touch-of-the-world feel to them. Also, I heard, it's the first time in history that they didn't walk down a red carpet. They walked down a champagne-colored carpet for the first time ever, and that was a big... There's red carpet. Uh, not the stars. The stars did not walk down red carpet. Hmm. That's, Interesting. That's what I said. Top Gun did win one Oscar for Best Sound. Yeah, so I saw that. I thought of you. I didn't see it happen. Okay. I'm also coming from like a generation that doesn't have cable anymore either, so... Yeah, I could like understand that. that. I think it's an interesting time for the movies. Because yeah. uh, with the pandemic and the movie theaters um, just slowly opening. And so many different organizations or... Um, I don't know what they're called, studios, I guess is what they're probably called, 
wanting to get their money as quickly as possible. Yeah. So they. Plus, yeah. it's really boring to watch. Movies? No, the Oscars. Because it's yeah. three hours of just sitting there and watch people give speeches. And yeah. Not a lot of people want to watch that, though. I mean, for me, it was cool because I was very excited about the movie that was winning everything. You know, yeah. made me feel really good. But I'm guessing that's probably the exact same reason, in the same breath, why it was one of the lowest viewed. Yeah. That's a whole different discussion. Yes, we could have that different day. Yeah. Alright, topic number two is March Madness starts this week. Who do you got? Final four. I did one bracket and I have... Hold on. Good podcasting. It is... Alabama, Kansas State, Texas, and Gonzaga with Alabama being Texas. I don't have Alabama. I have Alabama losing the Elite Eight to whoever that is. Could have, I have them against Baylor, but there's... I don't know, but I have Duke teams. and Gonzaga with Duke winning. I mean, of course. I think I have Duke losing to Oral Roberts. Ew. They're a hot team. They're not going to lose to Oral Roberts. I was like, they're not losing to Oral Roberts. I, I would dare say, I was looking at the rankings, that the fact they have Duke ranked as the number 18th team in the nation right now, they're a top 10 team easily. They're they're playing better than they've ever played right now, all year long. And I can't, I, it makes me happy, because I think we're going to win a chip this year. I, I'm more confident this year than I was last year. Well, you should be. Yeah. And last year, they were good, but I just think they're, they're playing really good right now. And they play defense, which is something you just don't see. I don't watch them. So. Yeah. So, all right. It's a crapshoot this year anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I see a lot of people have uh, Marquette winning it all. Yeah. I can see that. But, yeah. It's the Steve Wojciechowski factor. Let's fire him and bring in somebody else. Anyway, that's all I got. They wanted to talk about your friend. My friend. Well, we've been talking about the past three podcasts because you finally have watched our Netflix now. The Murdoch Murder. Oh, so yeah. why don't you yes. tell me now that you've watched it, <clears throat> what do you think now? It's two weeks we've talked about it and you have no idea what's going on. And now you finally watched it. And it was literally live on the news last week. So I think they gave an update well, after it went well, I don't watch the news, so I don't. But <laughs> I think the whole thing is really messed up and it's crazy. Bonkers. I, I don't know. I, the, that family got away with a lot of shit. And it's finally good that they're getting... Rich Southern people. Like, yeah, I know. A lot of shit. Yeah, it goes to Have show that influence. Yeah. Having power gives yeah. you, for sure. Nice to see they're getting their comeuppance now. I think that Even though it had to have people die. But, yeah. That's a nice way of saying it. Yeah. yeah. Alright, what do you girls think? I actually think it's sad that all of those people are still even to this day with him behind bars. There's all those people walking around still afraid of that family. Afraid of what they can do to them even now. Yes, very much so. Yeah. They are a mafia. For sure. The first yeah. them in their town. I mean, so. I just, like... The biggest thing from the, the documentary that I took away is just like, I just, my heart breaks for all those young kids 
that were involved in like that boating thing and that whole experience for them, especially that guy whose girlfriend died. Like I just that breaks my heart. I think about that all the time. Like and then just like well, just cover it up, you know, or not cover it up, but you know, make it like it's not a big deal and they were so worried about their image and like the other part where when he rolled his truck and the first thing he did was call his grandpa to come get the guns out of his car. You're like, that's the mentality, not like, I need to get help, I need to cover my ass. Yeah. So. Go ahead, swear okay. all you want. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> no, and I think that's actually a great takeaway to have too, is like the young viewers that were watching that on Netflix. To me, I feel like, um, especially that young man's girlfriend dying, like the amount that they can take away from that experience of like you can't just forever sit as like a bystander you have to speak up when something like that's going on i think that can be genuinely appreciated by parents all over the u.s well yeah see i i agree it's just crazy shit it's almost yeah. like it's made up it, it that's what i was just yeah. gonna say it almost seems so un surreal like the more you watched it like they got away with what and what and what else i'm just curious like Buster, like, what is his like role now? Involvement, like, he has to have known things were going on, but he was he was clearly the favorite child, so it was severely protected over. Um, I can't think of the younger kid's name. Paul. Paul. Yeah, but I'm just like, what's he do now? Oops. But also, they like slid in his information so subtly about how like he low key got kicked out of school. Yeah, like that prestigious college for cheating. Plagiarism, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're entitled to so they think they can get away yeah. with anything. Right. You know, it's, and it's generational entitlement, which is mm -hmm. even worse. So. And didn't the news say too last week that basically? The plan was to have all three of them die, and then essentially Buster was supposed to take yeah. the entire empire afterwards. Yeah. That like, was, that's insane. Like, um, Alec was trying to leave everything to Buster, because he knew he was caught, and then yeah. that got foiled. Still, even in the end, he's still trying to protect his favorite child. Like, that just, that's what that proves. Like, I want to make sure my, my... My golden child. Is set, even after we're all gone. Crazy world. It, it is. is. I'm really curious what will happen, though, if they'll dig up anything about, like, the family history, especially with how prominent their family is in the law down there. That's what I'm really waiting for. Sort to all unravel. I'm sure that family is probably trying to cover their own tracks, like, right now. I'm sure nothing else yeah. will come out just because they're like, oh, this has been so bad can't run our name through the mud anymore. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's still do some stupid stuff. Alright, so we're, we'll wrap it up. We'll come back. We'll start the next segment. Alright. why don't you update the people because you've been on this pod before. It's been about two years. Two years since you've been on last. Why don't you update people on some of the things that have been going on in your world since they, since most of the people listening to this already know you or can go back and learn more about you from the previous episode? Yeah, so the first time I was on, it was right after, right before I'd met my new doctor and I was just kind of with my diagnosis with rheumatoid arthritis and um, 
since then, I've gotten on a medication that has made my life 10 times better. I still have bad days. And then um, I'm hopefully going to be on another medication that will make it a little bit better soon. So um, I've just been trying to deal with that. This new doctor has been amazing, though. Um, yeah, I mean, that's safe to say. I think a couple things. The first thing is you kind of had some things go on, like um, this medicine that the doctor wants you to be on. We've had a really tough time getting it covered by our insurance. Yeah, that's um, it's a new shot. I was supposed to start it over a year ago, but my insurance keeps denying it. And um, my doctor called, or my doctor... Um, Actually, he called and would dealt with the insurance company for me this past visit, and they said, if everything's all set, you're good to go, and then I get to the pharmacy, and my insurance denied it when I actually went to get it filled, so we're still fighting that, and um, I'm not excited about it. It's a shot, but I mean... It'll help with um, something in RA that happens a lot with people is ulnar drift in their hands. And it causes your hands to, instead of going straight, my joints are causing them to curve outwards. And it's painful. It's extremely painful because it's just twisting your joints away from where they're supposed to be. And the shot is supposed to kind of halt that process for me, which I just think if I could have started a year ago, I wouldn't be where I'm at with my hands, which they've gotten worse in the year. So... 100%. We know he's already told you to do that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I thought another thing, I finally met your doctor last month for the first time mm -hmm. since you've been starting to go to him. I found it interesting that if we lived three and a half hours closer to the rheumatologist, that he um, thought you'd be great for a trial program. Yeah, they um, have discovered that rheumatoid arthritis is linked to the versa nerve, I think it's called. It's one of the main nerves that go through your body, and what happens is this nerve... Um, if they can control it with, um, they put like an electrode in your neck and you have to wear a collar for a couple hours every day or every multiple times a week, sorry, couple, three hours, multiple times a week that it'll actually start producing the good immune um, things that, because right now with rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease. So my immune system is attacking um, my joints and my tissue and they found that if they do this therapy, it actually does the opposite. So it takes out the bad immune system and is actually not healing your RA because there's no way to do that, but it's having the opposite effect and it's halting it. And my doctor said I would be a perfect candidate if I lived in Lee Lansing. And so that's just a little frustrating to know that there's something that could be done if I lived in a different area. Non-medically. Yeah, non-medically. Um, it'd just be one-time surgery and go to the office for two hours every day or every three times a week or something. And yeah. it's for three months. Cause so. you're on a lot of meds, a lot of meds. It's like 16 pills a day. I take between meds and supplements and things to just kind of function normally. I don't think, I think, you know, and I are a great example of a lot of people will say that, um, social media tends to be a highlight reel of people. I think you and I do a very good job of not really showing them some of the ridiculous things that you that are going on in our lives, that being one of them, the amount of pills that you take on a day-to-day -day basis. And yeah, like that. like that and just the different things you have to do to adapt to living with the condition, like um, changing out different door handles and things like that. Just the 
ergonomical things that we've done to try and make living better. Um, that's just another added thing. Another thing that I think is kind of that people don't understand is that, um, and Raylan can attest to this too, is when you live with a chronic condition, spend so much more money to try and feel like everyone else. Like my doctor's appointments, there's gas, there's hotel rooms, there's things that aren't covered by insurance that are extremely expensive. And it's frustrating to... To eat pizza. Yeah. yeah. Your gluten-free pizza crisis is, crust is twice the it's amount. It's $12 opposed to the... $5 of journal. Yeah, correct. So, I mean, like, it's... It's just like those are the things that help me and those are the other things that people don't take into account because I've heard like, oh, you're on medication, you're fine now, blah, 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 you know, no, it's like all the other things. Like we probably spend 10 times the amount of money to try and feel quote unquote healthy than other people do and it's it's just expensive and hard. And I mean, I, that's all very fair, I mm -hmm. think. I think something that you two do both do very well, and I think it's why I think you two have kind of gravitated toward each other, is you both have a lot of things going on with yourselves that you both don't seem like on the surface. Like if no one knew you. You guys both look relatively healthy, for the lack of a better term. Um, so how frustrating is that to know, like, one of the common phrases, I, I don't hear it as much as we used to, but at, when you first lost all your weight, because of the disease, only strictly because of that, people are coming out, you must feel great. Yeah, that was kind of frustrating because, like, I did feel like I looked great, but inside, like, I've said it before, I was healthier 100 pounds heavier than I was now, and it's just this double-edged sword of, like, yeah, I want to celebrate that I've lost all this weight, but I, like... It minimizes pain every day, and so I I don't feel great. I feel like garbage a lot of times, and you just kind of like I I mean Raylan does this too, and it's really impressive. And it's one of the things I admire most about her is that you don't know when they're ha when we're having a bad day. We try really hard not to let that shine through, and it's not being fake. It's just it's what you have to do because you can't let it control that part of you. Otherwise, you're just going to be miserable all the time because. It feels miserable on the inside. And you have your moments where you break down and you cry it out. And we've been a really good sounding board for each other. Just be like, dude, we feel like garbage. Yeah. I think I think the other thing that you guys have similar is while you guys both have issues going on, you don't want that to be the only thing that defines you. You don't want that to be that. I mean, for you, it kind of has become that. I mean, everywhere we go, people, like, we were just around Meyer this weekend and, and this person just stopped you and just wanted to talk to you just about rheumatoid arthritis. And um, I know people message you all the time, like for friends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that you both share and continue to do what you're doing. Um, not from the emotional standpoint of you both sharing it, but I think from the adv advocacy standpoint, I think it's really important. Yeah, I agree. And um, I was going to touch on something else, a joke. It's not a joke, but my doctor even said to me, he goes, um, our clientele has really picked up in Northern Michigan because you keep referring people. We have lots of people who come here now because of you, and he's grateful because they're growing their practice, um, and things like that. But he's just like, it, it's just a testament to like, people want to find someone that they can trust with their health and their medical. And 
I touched on this a little bit before my doctor, before I had this person, um, kind of just let me suffer. I would say they didn't realize, like they didn't do anything to try and make me better. They just wanted me to maintain where I was at, where I have a doctor now who wants me to get better, not get better, but he wants me to live a better quality of life. And I just remember the first thing I met when I met him, he just looked at me and it broke me. And I've said this a million, I've shared this a million times. He just looked at me and said, you could be doing so much better. You do not have to live like this. And it just was like so refreshing for someone who like just feels like I'm going to suffer and not walk good and not be able to do anything that I would quote unquote normally do for the rest of my life. I had, I had that expectation that this is as good as it's going to get. And thankfully I got a lot well, better. We, we were looking at houses. We sold our Tahoe because of, yeah, I couldn't get in my car couldn't anymore. Couldn't get in the car. Uh, we, we were talking about our, every house we get from moving forward. We were going to have to get a one-story house. Mm -hmm. So these were all the things that we were ready to prepare for. Make just adaptations. Because, yeah, because to... you were deteriorating. I mean, that, that was the truth. Mm -hmm. um, without getting, this has gone morbid enough. So what I'd like Sorry. to do, no, no, I think it's, I mean, both sides, I mean, to be honest with you, this isn't going to be exactly a fun podcast, but I think it's going to be a really important podcast. could be the most important one we've, we've done yet. I would like for you to tell the story, though, to our listeners, since today I don't know you, your doctor, of the first time you met your doctor. Oh, this is funny. Um, so it'll be two years this um, Memorial Day. Griffin, who owns Cedar and Threads, had um, – it was like one of the first Sundays they were open or something along those lines. And we just decided to go hang out with Griffin there for a little bit. And we were going to – yeah, it was Sunday Memorial Day, so nothing was open. Yeah, and so we just went and hung out with Griffin for a little bit down there, and um, in walks these these people, and they're like, our boat broke down in the harbor, and we just are stopping while it's getting fixed, and we're walking around, and they're like, nothing's open except for you guys, and they were just talking, and um, they're like, yep, the doctor whose boat we're on, he went, or he's with the boat waiting for it to get fixed by the mechanic or whatever. And they were actually heading up to Mackinac. They had no intentions of stopping in Alpena. They were going from East Lansing to Mackinac. And so this guy walks in and he's just chatting it up with Griffin and bought a bunch of stuff and was super impressed with the store. And um, he said hi to me and we made some small talk or whatever. Well, my doctor's appointment was two days later and um, I go down by myself and I walk into my doctor's office and the doctor comes in and it's the man that was boats boat broke down in had come into Griffin's shop and he just ever since that moment he's like I was destined to meet you you were destined to be my patient and I was like I'm destined you're he's like I was supposed to be your doctor we were supposed to meet this is forever and it's just this fun joke like I met my doctor before yeah. I was gonna I like, what are the odds of that? His boat, their boat breaking down, and I think it's something that doesn't get talked about, which because we or you or however you want to say it, um, your previous doctor wanted you to like join a club yeah. or whatever she had to do. I forgot how it was, but essentially she wanted you to pay a non-insurance portion of money, yeah. which was a sizable amount of dollars. It was just Yearly. you could be a patient of hers. Yeah. So her practice had become, um, she originally had, there was 
four people working in her office and it had gotten down to, um, there's a problem with um, Medicaid medicine. Um, people don't want to practice up north and they're finding it's a struggle across all types of specialties. It's hard finding a specialist who will live in northern Michigan or even further um, and practice. It's um, So it's really hard. So they went from having four um, doctors slash PAs there to one and she could not handle the clientele or the the, the number of patients. patients there we go um and so she decided the best way to do it was to create a medical i don't remember exactly what it said but it was not um i had to pay um it was sixteen hundred dollars a year for her to be my doctor it was not covered by insurance um it was completely out of pocket there was no payment plan option and i mean I would have paid it, but it's a lot of money to fork over on top of having to still pay my office visits and everything else that was still covered. It was, there was no additional services added. It was just so I could keep seeing her. And at that point, Steve and I sat down and I'm like, I don't want to pay this lady any more money. So I was getting worse. Let's be honest. Yeah, I was getting worse. And so I just started looking around and I found, actually my dad found Great Lakes Center of Rheumatology in East Lansing and because he was going to the same doctor's office and they had sent him a letter. I hadn't even gotten a letter yet. They had sent it to my dad about this program and then a week later I got the letter. But um, Your dad was much more passionate about that program than you are right now. And what I mean by it, she was Oh, yeah, my dad off. was like, I ain't been paying that lady any money. <laughs> God bless my dad. I'll tell you what. That's $3,200 a year between the two of you. I know. Come on now. <laughs> Anyways, my dad found this place, and he told my, my mom, and my mom's like, why don't you give them a call and see? Because, like, another doctor had said, there's a place in Saginaw you could go to. Um, a lot of people don't like it, but you could go there. And I'm just like, let's try it out. And I just feel forever blessed that my dad found this place because I found my doctor, Dr. Tony, and he's amazing. And It's really wild when you look at it like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if that lady went in and said, hey, we're, I'm going to charge you. I would probably say, yeah, still, still well, there. actually, she's her business is closing. Her practice is closing because she's retiring. Um, and so the next closest one is Traverse City now. They just opened. There's a rheumatologist that moved to Traverse City. Um, but I would have stepped kept going there and I probably would have continued to get worse and who knows where I'd be at right now. Yeah. You know? Um, so on the funny note of Dr. Tony, Mm -hmm. the one last thing I want to talk with you about is your advocacy has kind of led you to, uh, you had something cool last fall. You got to meet the governor. Yeah. So I want to talk about that a little bit and then we're going to pivot to your friend. I won't make you feel awkward anymore. Okay. Um, so I was actually um, nominated to receive a Governor's Service Award for my advocacy and volunteerism combined um, with my rheumatoid arthritis. Um, I was, we had members of the community write letters on my behalf for me to win this award and I actually got to go down and um, meet this, uh, or meet the governor and... Um, big wretch. Big wretch. And... Um, I got an award, um, and it was really exciting. Um, I was, everyone else in my um, category were doctors. I won a Health Leadership Governor Service Impact Award. And so everyone else in my field was doctors and their volunteerism of giving back. Um, And so I just thought it was a little unique that I was 
not in that field and I got that award just because of my advocacy work for rheumatoid arthritis and continuing to share my journey and um because I just think part of like some people feel comfortable talking about it and some people don't but I feel like if me sharing the good and the bad and the expensive and the wonderful and all the things that have come with it like meeting my doctor or you know can help one person then I'm doing something good so I just sometimes there's a really I shared this a little bit with Steve but um, I actually get a lot of hate for all that I do share and um, I get called um, attention-seeking and a liar and people bully me because they don't like that I'm doing this they don't like that I'm sharing it they feel like I'm just doing it for attention and I'm not um, it's not easy to make yourself vulnerable and put yourself out there. And, um, especially after people say these things to you, like I cry a lot because these people are extremely unkind and, um, but it's not going to stop me because like Steve said, I have people who come up to me and they're like, please help me. This is what I'm doing. It's not working. Can you suggest things? And everyone is different. So not everything works for the same, the same for people. But I've had people say, if you hadn't suggested me doing this, I wouldn't have felt at least some relief. So, I don't know. I I can't believe it. I don't mean that like I can't believe you, but I can't believe all the people that we've talked to that have stopped and say you've helped me, or you've helped my grandpa, or just some random person. Or my husband, or you know, all these things. Yeah. So I think it's important. I think that's why it's just important for you to continue to share your story Mm -hmm. because of things like that. So, I thought there was something one else I wanted to ask you or have you talk about. Um, I guess that'll be all. Okay. So we'll pivot to Ray. Let's get a break. Then we'll come meet Ray. Like, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast. Ray, you're doing the with me. That's So what we usually start with is tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Raylan. When I was five years old, I was diagnosed with an astrocytoma brain tumor. That left me partially paralyzed on the left side of my body. Um, Since then, I moved to Wisconsin, obviously graduated high school, and then moved to Wisconsin. Um, I have traveled probably most of the world, like nearly 27 of the U.S. states. I've traveled abroad to Germany and the Netherlands and Paris and also Australia and New Zealand, so... I'm very versed in that area of life and that kind of thing. So you like to travel? Oh, for sure. Okay. Um, so what do you do? I actually currently work at a financial institution as their recovery resolutions officer. I like it. So um, we must really like you because <laughs> two reasons. One, you uh, work at my wife's competition. <laughs> And second, you drove up in a car that's got the blue circle on it. Oh, yeah, for sure. um, It's like a double whammy against you, but, you know, we're not holding it against you here. We must really like you for the fact. Yeah, the good (laughs) always. So you should know that either of those strikes usually won't get you on here, but for some reason you were able to uh, circumvent both of them. So so you and Allison are met, but I think you guys, I'm blissfully ignorant until you're side of conditioning. So why don't you explain to me a little <laughs> bit, um, and hopefully you won't make me cry, but you probably will. So why don't you talk to me about what all you have going on with you? Um, so if we take it back to the good old days, okay. like my first diagnosis, um, 
basically how it went down was um, at five years old, I was um, at daycare. And kind of what had happened was I fell down the stairs. Don't come after me, Judy. <laughs> but uh, I had fallen down the stairs and they called my mom and told her that I wasn't able to use my left hand anymore. And over the next course of two weeks, I had had some flu shot immunizations and everything else that you do entering into kindergarten. And over those two weeks after that, I uh, drastically was not using the left side of my body anymore. Like, you could genuinely tell that I was limping. I wasn't using my left hand at all. Like, kind of comforting that side of my body in a way. And... My mom was like, there is something very wrong with my child. So we spent a whole night in ER, and it was probably the longest night of my life as a five-year-old. Like, I even remember it now. And basically what had happened is we sat there for 12 hours, and the outcome was something we never expected as a family. Um, so these doctors had kind of quartered my mom in a room, and they had basically said, like, how did you not see the signs prior to this? Like, she has a brain tumor. And so they went from blaming her to basically saying, like, your only option if you stay here is to actually uh, have her awake for brain surgery in order for us to remove this. And honestly... So, like, a real live episode of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, for sure. Okay. Like, they wanted a five-year-old awake for brain surgery. Yeah. And, like, looking back, I am so thankful for the woman who advocated for me. Like, my mom, I could not even imagine the strength to be like, no, I need a second opinion. Like, after she had watched me struggle for two weeks, knowing that there was something wrong with, like, her baby. Like, right. I really am the baby of the family. So, um, from there, I was put on an ambulance with her and rushed down to U of M. And I think we were there for only two days, and Hugh Garten's team of, like, six, I'm pretty sure, sat on that board for my case. And they went through everything the first 48 hours and kind of reinstilled within us that, like, everything was up to us and there was more than one option. Like, there was no right or wrong answer. And if I'm being honest... At that point in life, even to today, like there are not a lot of cases of astrocytoma brain tumors, and especially people who are here walking and talking. Um, they let us know basically, <laughs> they had no idea what was going to happen. Like, I could have brain surgery, and they could go in and see how much they could remove, or we could start chemo and radiation and see how many of my motor functions I would slowly lose. Like, there was no right or wrong answer. So in turn, that third day, my parents came together and they were kind of like, no, we think it should be removed and we'll see where it takes us. And I remember like probably one of my fondest moments, I guess not, it's not my fondest, but the most tragic experience was sitting in there with all of my family members, like an hour before surgery, like we sat in the waiting room, which I don't know if any of you have ever been to U of M, Mott, but um... It's probably the happiest place until it's not. <laughs> like, there's all these kids who haven't eaten in, like, 12 hours who are sitting next to you, freaking you out because they're screaming, crying because they're so hungry and they don't know why they're there. And you're just kind of sitting there and you're like, what do I do? <laughs> so you were five when this was all going on? Yeah, um, and I remember most of it. Yeah, And I'm especially sure the really traumatizing yeah. moments. Um, and... 
it led to that moment of like me waking up with this huge rod around my head that was keeping it together. And I came out not able to talk to anyone. I couldn't move the left side of my body. Like it was the strangest experience ever to go from walking and talking to my own family members to standing there, which I hate even saying this now, but like I saw foreign people at that point that I had never been exposed to before. And I was like, where are my mom and dad that I weren't allowed to see for the first 48 hours? Yeah. Like I woke up and I didn't know anyone and I wasn't able to do anything that I was before. Tough. Yeah, it was scary. So obviously you must have gotten a little better, right? Oh, for sure. There was a lot of like hard work that I put in just in those first, like that led me to fifth grade. So I entered first grade um, in a wheelchair because I had had two tendon surgeries in between uh, the day that I left U of M until first grade. So that first year I spent living at the hospital of U of M learning how to walk and talk and do everything else that I did before, only nothing like what I did before. Um, I had a UFO on my arm and leg. So they're basically like a plastic casing that you wear 24-7. And if I wasn't wearing those walking around, I was wearing them to sleep. (laughs) Um, And then in return, when I finally was cleared to go home, that meant that I signed up for speech therapy, OT, and PT nearly four hours every day after I left there. And I did, um, after that, we progressed into not nearly as extensive work with physical therapists, but from there I went to school all day long, and then on my lunch hour I did PT and OT, and then I left school at 3 o'clock, just like everybody else did. Some days I rode dial because I was still in a wheelchair, other days I didn't, and I went straight to the hospital. I didn't play like other kids after school. I went and did therapy, <laughs> and I spent it with adults. Yeah. So. That probably was interesting. It was. <laughs> but I also could see probably that's why you, you seem very mature, especially with all that's going on. So I can, I'm guessing all this time with adults has probably facilitated that. So um, I guess, for lack of a better term, what's next? In your, I mean, I know you still have – your condition, correct? Yeah, I do. And it wasn't. So I had had a lot of um, years where I was in remission. And then it wasn't until 2018 when I graduated and I actually ended up moving to the University of Wisconsin River Falls where um, things kind of took a turn (coughs) in my life. Um, I was in a new place with new friends and life finally felt like it was like kind of working out for me where I finally felt like I wasn't the oddball anymore and like I felt accepted where I was not like I was like struggling anymore to find where I fit in and I was like chasing my dreams so at that point I had spent three weeks there and something just wasn't right anymore um I had been experiencing like these weird spurts of headaches and nausea dizziness like all these things that I couldn't experience and like I didn't really ever tell anyone why I came home like I just called my mom in the middle of the night and I was like I need you to come get me like and my family for years thought that it was like I was homesick but that was not at all what was it so I had gotten home and probably two days later I 
booked an emergency appointment that I went to all by myself and drove to see Dr. Garten and got an MRI immediately. And that was when I found out that I was no longer in remission and would need to start something immediately. And by something, we had no idea what our course of action was. So I actually took a break. (laughs) I was like, this is too much for me right now. And they had kind of said, like, this is your course. Like, depending on how fast it grows and what you want to do and how far you're willing to let it go, they were like, you can do nothing. And so that's what I did. I came home. I found a job at Alpino Kona with Al. And uh, I'm not going to lie, that first six months home, I was at the worst place in my entire life. I felt like my direction was challenged, like the dreams I had been focusing on forever were gone. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I didn't have any friends. (laughs) I didn't actually start talking to Allison until a year it was probably a year. She's kind of snobby sometimes. So <laughs> no, actually, you tell me actually, that. yeah. Um, <laughs> if I touch on that, I had been there a year, and these four, these four individuals had finally asked me if I wanted to come to lunch. So I didn't have any friends there at all until a year in, and they asked me if I wanted to go to lunch with them. So we went to Hungry Hippie, <laughs> and uh, sat down, and I actually literally came out and asked them. Because if anyone knows me, I'm pretty blunt. And I was like, is there something wrong with me? Like, why did it take you guys so long to ask me to lunch? And they were like, well, you know, you just got to feel a person out. <laughs> a year. A uh, year. <laughs> and in their defense, in that time frame, you know, the, the, their credit union goes streaky with turnover. So, I mean, you, you guys know that. So yeah, there's, sure. there, there's pockets where, I, I mean, because we all know because we all follow the Facebook, so I have no problem <laughs> saying it. Like, you could see a new employee, new employee, new employee. So there is some turnover there. So I can yeah. understand them wanting to keep newer people at arm's distance until they know you're going to stick around for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Which you, the minute she got to know you, you left her. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyways. So, so let's, let's talk okay, about... Okay, I helped her. <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, we're only gonna be deep in the dark for a couple more minutes, and then we're gonna get, we're gonna pivot. So, so where, where does that bring us to today, right now? So that actually brought us to um, basically what happened was me and Al practiced practiced at a relationship, and um, I went back to school, and I'm currently going to Northwood to get my bachelor's degree in business administration and management all while being a very prominent face in the community still. Um, It actually led me to my job at Wolverine because as what Allison said previously, like with having so many health issues, I had to make a lot of life-changing decisions as well with a company that I previously worked for not offering insurance for free or even good insurance at that. Um, So I had to find a new job that even offered basic necessities because I couldn't survive on what I was making. Unfortunately, right. Um, And then in turn, I am just prioritizing traveling at this point. So are you in remission now? No. No. Um, I actually, as of right now, for the next six weeks, I currently am on chemo. I go once a week and I do that in the morning or afternoon whenever I wake up. (laughs) And then um, I live my normal life. So like basically once a week I get up at the butt crack of dawn. I go and have my 
chemotherapy done and then I get dressed and do my hair for, at the hospital and I go to work and um, I'm not gonna lie it wasn't until this year that I was completely transparent with people about what I was doing and some people some days were like man you look awful like my old boss used to say that to me like you look awful today and I was just like there was a lot of me some days that would like snap at people in the grocery store not people that I knew but I was like looking at them and I was like you have no idea what is going on in my life that brought me right here. <laughs> like, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, that's a really fair. I'm not going to get yeah. all into that. But, um, yeah, I think that's the one thing that I find absolutely remarkable about you. And it's a common thread with Allison, almost to a fault, at least in my opinion for her. I don't know about you as much. But, um you guys are both so active in the community and take so much pride in your volunteerism. And um, I think in many ways for both of you, it's like a middle figure to what you're going through of like, I'm not going to let this define. I'm going to do what I'd be doing no matter what I'd be doing. You know, if, no matter what I have going on, I'm still going to go ahead and do what I got to do. Even if I want you to rest sometimes, Allison. Yeah. I, I do want to um, just Raylan touched about going back to school. And I also went back to school, big part, because of you. You encouraged me. But she was like, you're not doing any – you're not getting any younger. You got to go now. Like, you just go. Wow. She was a big encourager for me to – she's like, this is what you got to do. And she would come to me almost every day. Do you enroll in classes yet? Have you yeah. signed up yet? Have you done this yet? And I was just like almost – to get her off my back. Yeah. But she's that's the type of person she is. She's going to check in with you. And if you say you want to do something, she's going to be that person to help you get there. Maybe not physically, but she'll be there like, hey, I know this how is much... what you're doing. What? Come on. Come on. Let's go. Yeah, I could tell that you like her a lot more than me because I would never get away with saying that you're getting older. You need to do something. Oh, would, my gosh. That, this I is would... actually a huge like discrepancy in Ryan and Allison's relationship because she gets so mad at me. When I say, like, I'm way younger than you. Like, sometimes yeah. I actually do it on purpose. Some people, <laughs> I'm not saying that I enjoy getting old. <laughs> but some people, it just doesn't bother them. I'm one of those people. I'm just like, whatever, <laughs> I get old. And then, then there's the other, for every yang, there's a yang. And my wife happens to be that yang. She <laughs> does not enjoy the aging process, which would be the nice way of saying that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, there's a lot of people that are that way. They just do not like it. I I think part of my problem now is since I work with high school students, like they'll be like, you could be my mom. They're that much younger than yeah. me. I'm just like, no, yeah. that's kicks an ego. So Merlin, um, what's next? Like <clears throat> there is no cure for lack of a better term, correct? Cause you said they're trying to game plan in this and they're kind of don't know what to do and kind of winging it for the lack of a better term oh yeah we are definitely winging it okay. so uh i've actually gotten a lot further with chemo than i ever have this past year um and especially on the highest of dosages i've ever been on as well so in return um it's kind of just leaving me stagnant which i mean it's not awful i'm not anywhere that i haven't ever been um there just will never be a point where i ever get any better either um and with astrocytoma brain tumors as well, something that's very common is for people to go in and out of remission 
several times. And I guess the way that I have always looked at it is from the very first day that we found out that I was in this situation in the first place at five years old, like they did not even think that I was going to make it out of surgery. So to take a look at how far I came and then my discharge from living in the hospital, they basically were like, things will drastically change over the next 18 years for you. Like, we have no idea if you'll be walking. We have no idea if you'll be wheelchair bound. We Like, they had no idea what my future entailed. So, like, the fact that I, I literally walked off of graduation stage and said to Mr. Poley, I was like, I made it. Like, I walked across right. this thing and I rocked it. Like, I graduated with a 3.5 GPA. I was like, I did it. Like, right. as much as people wanted to say that I was less than them, I was not. I right. was your equal. Yeah. And uh, so from there, I just think at this point, like, I'm genuinely focusing on, like, how I can uh, take everything that I went through and as much as I've given back to the community and look at myself at this point. Like, I think I put myself on the back burner for so long and uh, tried to help everyone as much as I could, the best that I could, that I uh, was only really prolonging what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So this year, it will probably be the biggest year for travel for me yet. Um, I have a huge trip over to uh, Ireland planned for Christmas, um, and then I'm going to cross off five more states off my bucket list this year. So Cool beans. Yeah. Um. You know, something I find very, seems like similar with you, and I can only speak on what I see and get bits of you from Allison, and, and I, what I see similar with Allison, though, is um, both of you shouldn't be afraid to ask for help, though. And I know you both sometimes, it seems like, have a, but you both are doing so amazing, and you're such good people. And I think you're so used to going the road alone, you know, both of you, and I know you feel very isolated at times with your situation. You feel very alone. But the people around you love you and support you both. So um, I'll say that on behalf of all of them. So, but after that, I'm just going to not say anymore. Yeah, so it's actually funny that you say that, like that Allison and I have related so well to all of our struggles because it was funny. Like she depended on you so much for everything for so long. And our friendship, I feel like, was the start of how that kind of changed. 100%. Like, And I feel like the first day that I definitely realized it was when I still worked with her and she called me. And she was like, you're never going to believe this, but I'm sitting in the parking lot. And I was like, you are? Like, okay, good to know. And she was like, no, like I'm hurt bad and I'm laying on the parking lot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm coming right now. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. But it was funny to, like, not, it wasn't funny, but, like, the humor and everything that we have to go through was she called me, and I had half of a body, yes. and I could not help her I, at all. I picture, like, I often <laughs> laugh at that in my head. I, I picture, like, yeah. I need you to come pick me up. I can't get off the ground. Yeah, and, like, oh, so what I'm going to do is going to call the girl with only half a body. So. Which was a good move for you. I no, her. I know. I, 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 even, like, a, yes. she can't help me. It's, like. My friend, yes, depend on. exactly. I know what's going on there, but yeah. it's still funny. Yes, even up. better, even better. <laughs> like, genuinely, the first time she'd ever trusted anyone other than you, yeah. and I was no help to her. <laughs> but you were, but you were mentally. I was mentally, like, this is my friend, she's gonna make sure I'm okay. And, and psychologically, that was a big moment for you, 
because you did trust her to do it and you saw that it was okay. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I can only speak for most of this on Allison's end because oh, for sure. I, I do see how much she sometimes isolates herself when she gets into some dark places. And I can only imagine that that helps, you know, that happens to all people. But when you're in pain or you're going through something that not a lot of people get to go through, I can guess that that probably happens a little more than for the rest of us. So, yeah. So on that note, anything else you want to talk to me about, Ray? You got a boyfriend. Um, I do. You want to talk about so... your boyfriend? I feel like um, if we didn't talk about him, he might be mad. He might listen to this. He might. He and might. then he would go, well, um, why didn't you ever talk about me? Yeah. So, and I feel like you were impacted in this whole thing, too. So, I met Christian last year. And that's probably when me and Allison stopped hanging out, like, five times a week. You literally were telling Allison at night when you sat down on the couch, you were like, I haven't heard you and Raylan talk on the phone yet well, today. I mean, I mean, you know, Brad and I went through a similar <laughs> thing. You know, like, it's good when your best friend, you know, finds someone. Because you do want to check in with your best friend. Right. But, you know, like, if they're doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I understand all that. So what's his name, Christian? <laughs> his name is Christian. Um, he actually lives in Gaylord. And I spent a lot of time over there. <laughs> It's actually, I've come to know it as a very nice city for sure. Um, I've gotten involved in their community too in the last year. <laughs> and um, we have spent a lot of the last year traveling together as well. Like, well, I'm happy for you. Yeah. So. I mean, he could come to LP and I'd be happier. <laughs> for sure. But anyways, okay. All right. So I appreciate you both coming on and being vulnerable and authentic and sharing your story it means a lot to me and my viewers. And honestly, you have no idea who's listening and, you know, it just might find something out of this. And that's really the beauty of the whole thing. So, um, I appreciate you guys taking your time. We will come back and we will do our top five. Do you want to tell them what the top five is, Brad? Top five places to eat that are not in Alpena. Which we've never done. No. All right. So we'll take a break and come back. Hi. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like right. on the fast Top five places to eat you. outside of Alpena. You know, Chicago is on the board for me for this. Is it? Well, I've got for the three I'll of us had a place that's on my list as a backup. I don't well, know. It's not on my list, so you can take it. Well, that's fine. I mean, we'll <laughs> see how it goes. So, All right. So, Allison's first. Your number one place that you love to eat outside of Alpena. My number one. This is your number one. It's called the Chop House Burger in Dallas, Texas. When we went to visit my mom there, we just were walking around downtown and stumbled upon this place, but it has the best truffle fries and unique burgers and vanilla bean shake. It has like shaved pieces of vanilla bean in it. It's just the perfect consistency. And I think it helped that it was like the perfect weather outside and we sat outside and ate and the whole ambiance of it. But we've gone back a couple times and it's just... Probably the best burger fry shake combo Kinda I've ever wild. had. It's the 11th year anniversary today of us eating there. Oh, that's right. Right after we got engaged, that's the first place we went yeah. afterwards. Because we are like, we want to get some food. And so there's a picture of me um, with my ring that I posted on Facebook. It's the first time I ever showed it to anyone. And it's at that place. So a little sentimental value with my favorite food. I like it. Really? Number, you're number one. 
Alright, my number one is Porterhouse and Gaylord. Okay. So, they're like, I like to think of them as a homegrown smokehouse mm -hmm. in northern Michigan. And um, it's probably so special to my heart because that's actually where my first date was with Christian. Do you have a favorite thing you get there? Oh, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm a chicken girl, so right. <laughs> this smoked chicken um, smothered in cheese and gravy. <laughs> it was delicious. That's amazing. I pretty much have my whole pick. So what's my number one? My number one. Oh, sorry, you're three. That's yes, right. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Just mix it up. I'm, I'm still in the home free because I know you're not going to pick it right. Wow, I'm impressed right now. Well, most of my picks are probably not going to be, I've ate there once. But That's okay. My number one is going to be Rosebud in Chicago. It's an Italian restaurant that I ate at last year. Nice. What'd you get? I got... It wasn't for what I got. It was the chicken parm. The plate was probably wow. foot by foot, and it covered the whole thing. Wow. It was a big piece of chicken. Yeah, it's probably going to be at that. When we talk about anytime someone gets chicken at work, that's what they say. Chicken! So if, and if one person <laughs> says it at work, everyone makes a noise. So everybody goes, chicken! All right, my number one place. Taking it off Allison's board, I feel really good about it. It's gonna be Biscuit Love in Nashville. Um, when I went there, I got a buffalo fried chicken sandwich with sausage gravy that was covered. I think about that every day, and you should know that out of my list that I have, out of the 10 places I picked, um, I think like seven of them were breakfast, because I love breakfast, so I just do, but I don't eat it a lot. I cannot relate to that at all. So, all right, so my number, <laughs> My number four was uh, Biscuit Love, and now I gotta go number five right back to that, huh? Number two. Number oh, two. yeah, my number two, though. Wow. You know what I'm gonna do? It's pretty easy now that I think about it. My second favorite place to eat is a really expensive hot dog and Allison's half warm beer at Comerica Park. <laughs> Especially when you get the Hebrew National that's been grilled with a little bit of onion and to sit there and the tigers to eat them, and then to finish it off with a Minute Maid Lemon Icy Freezy Slushy thing. <laughs> it's amazing. That's an experience. It's, it's, it's really what it is. It's, that's right. It's, a it's not an amazing train. food by any means. It's just the experience of it. Yeah. Alright. My number two is going to be China Chilcano by Jose Andreas in D.C. It's an Asian fusion restaurant. You're really bougie with your advice. I know, aren't I? And I had the dumplings when I ate there. Alright. Delicious. Raylan, number two. <laughs> My number two is actually Family Vignettes, which is in uh, New Orleans. So uh, probably my favorite part is actually like the the aura that this place actually gave off. So we were there probably like a week after one of their uh, floods. So there's no windows on this place. Birds are flying in and out of where you're sitting. And we chose to sit on the balcony, so you have like all of these birds chirping around you, and we literally got like all of the seafoods that you could imagine. So like we ordered gumbo and crawfish, and straight up had clams, and I can't remember what the third bowl is, but I swear to God, trying clams for the first time there, 
so delicious and you have like genuinely the family walking up to you asking you if you're enjoying your food like every aspect of that place from the smell around you to hearing like nature was the best experience i've ever had i like it Number two, soft Um, Probably number two for me is going to be um, Watercolor Cafe on Mackinac Island. I We went there and I can't remember if someone suggested the Pop-Tarts or if I... No, what it is is we went there and they had them in this case and they're homemade Pop-Tarts and they were just to die for. Like, I would travel to Mackinac Island just to buy a Pop-Tart and bring it back. Um... It was so good. And their Paradise Lemonade, which is like a lemonade with a blueberry combo infused in it. It's delicious. So the two combo, um, I actually bought Pop-Tarts the last time I was there and brought them back with me so I could have some. They're delicious. And it's a cute cafe. They have like, I would say very bougie food to add to it, like avocado toast and with spring greens and all these things. Like it's just very cute. And it's right by on the water, and it's not big. It's kind of tucked away, kind of hidden almost, and I think that adds to it because a lot of stuff on Mackinac Island's right on the main path, and um, it's flooded with people. And it was busy by many when we went there, but it's just like that's kind of tucked away, and it's got cute colors. And it's they, worth the wait. And the other thing that they do is oh, it's also for artists. They hold classes there for painting and drawing and all these fun things after hours. Kind of like Art in the Loft does, but at their cafe. Number three. Oh, shoot. Okay, I got a good one. Katz's Deli in New York. I, uh, I love sandwiches, and we went there on our honeymoon, and we stood in line, waited the 20 minutes, actually got to sit in the When Harry Met Sally tape booth that the movie was filmed in um, and had our sandwich. And it was just thick bread. Like, it's sandwiches as big as my head. We could cut it in half and yeah, share it. We screwed it. up. We ordered two different sandwiches. We should have just gotten one. Yeah, but it was just... <clears throat> the perfect amount of like toppings and the whole atmosphere with the like the thick accents yelling and like the chopping of the meat and it's just like a whole experience it's an experience and that's I think one of my favorite things about places is the experience it's not so much the food necessarily but the experience but we went back a couple years later with my mom and had to go there again and it's just it's packed you you can't like, you have to wait it's probably a good 30, 40 minutes to get your food, so you have to plan the head, but it's worth the wait. All right, right. All right, so my third favorite is going to be Scoops in Coleman, Michigan. And uh, it's like this hole in the wall, actually, that you would probably never come upon ever. But I got a chicken quesadilla there and actually sat and talked ice cream. with, no, like it's the most unconventional restaurant ever. So they have like a restaurant side, but they do have ice cream, <laughs> but like not what you would think. They sell more main food than they do ice cream, considering they're called scoops. It's a little backwards, but, um, and it was just like the, the most genuine experience I'd ever had. And I actually had gone alone, like went on a road trip by myself and sat and ate my lunch with the owner. Nice. <laughs> like, That's cute. Talked about his whole life experience and like why I was there. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. 
Um, my number three will be Slab Town Burgers in Traverse City. Oh, interesting. It's sort of a place off the beaten path. It's in an old house, but it's, you make your own, you order your own burger, you put whatever you want on it, so build your own whatever. Mm-hmm. It's greasy and good. So. Okay. You get fries? Yes. Okay. Is it expensive? Not really. You get a single or a double? Are they a quarter pound or a third pound? I'm, I'm going to... It's, I think it was a quarter pound, but you can get as many patties okay. as you want. Fair enough. I've never heard of it, and I'm probably not going to go there, though. There. I just don't, I can't imagine us going to Trevor City and going to say, let's go get a burger. But maybe you could, you never know. So, that's probably more has to do with how we don't frequent Trevor City very much. Well, I just looked it up one day with my parents, and we went. Oh, nice. So, so you went there with your mom and dad? Yeah. That makes the story even better. What did your dad order? A burger. I don't remember his specific <laughs> order. <laughs> I, can only I can only see him sitting there with his arms folded. You know. I don't know what to get. Hmm. <laughs> it's probably just a cheeseburger, but yeah. Well, I just want a cheeseburger. What would I have? I don't know. Whatever's on the cheeseburger, I can just. Oh, that would have been. I wish I would have been there for that. That would have been good. All right. So I need two. I need three and four, right? Because I know what my number five is going to be. Uh-huh. Original Pancake House in Detroit. And the only reason we went there one time is because Casey Sutsman told me to. It might have been on this podcast he told me to. Might have been. And he told me to go there, and we went there, and it really was good. The original Pancake House. So, we, I know you don't remember. I don't remember that. We waited a really long time for it, and you got annoyed. Shocker. Yeah. I do not like to wait. Yeah. Like, I'm a very impatient person, yeah. especially when it comes to, like, I'm a hangry girl. Yeah. So if I get hungry, I think at one you better point, feed me some mints. It was right by there. the Detroit Zoo when we did it. And I think at one point you said to me, even, you looked at me, he's like, let's just go get McDonald's. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I guarantee you yeah, I did. Because you were like, this is ridiculous. But I really wanted the experience, and it was good. And you liked the pancakes. What did I get? You got pancakes. Shocker. 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 So, um, little side story about Allison. Have you ever ate at Tony's before? It's in Birch Run. Like, no. Okay, so mm-hmm. they're famous for their really large portions. And Allison, when she orders her breakfast, she'll like, she, she doesn't want a lot of food, but she wants one of everything. Mm-hmm. So when we went there, she goes, I want like some pancakes. Lady's like, okay, I mean, this place you No, I I have eaten. Now that you're saying this, yes, I have. So when we went there, Allison's like, I like pancakes, and then I would like some eggs, and then the waitress almost interrupted her. I said, No, she's good. I looked at the waitress. I was like, No, just just let it come. So she brought ordered all this food. And I got hash browns and sausage. <laughs> put it all down in front of <laughs> Allison. I mean, you couldn't even. <laughs> And I remember, I, I remember I ordered really small because I was like, we're going to have way too much effing food. When to all, she put it all down, and she was so mad. She was like, why did you let me order it? I was like, well, it's part of the experience. And we did the exact same thing to Griffin when we went there. Because he got that huge, what, he got like a BLT or something. Didn't he? Yeah. yeah, and it was like the size of his head, so it was like fun. So, All right, I've stalled long enough. So for my number three, four. What did I pick for a number three? I don't even remember. The pancake. Oh, yeah, the pancake house. It was breakfast, so that's good. I feel like I'm lying a little bit with either of these places. Because 
if I really liked it that much, I would want to go back because they're both really manageable to me. I think I lied already to you, but it's okay. Alright, so I'm going to take the one because I'll leave the other one for Allison. So it is called... Hang on here, i got to pull it up. I already know what you're picking. The <laughs> Lockview Restaurant in the Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Have you ever been there? What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> yes, so they... You can sit there, and I got the fish and chips. I remember we had fish and chips, and I watched the freighters go by that summer, and I'll never forget it. On top of which, I don't know if the fish and chips seemed really good, but I think it was just, again, the experience of watching those big butt freighters go by, and I was just like, what is going on here right now? So, yeah. All right. Raylan, you're number four. Oh, yeah. Oh, Brad, sorry. My number four. Your number four. That will be Hill Country Barbecue Market in D.C. I think I got some pork barbecue. Potatoes and yeah. macaroni and cheese and all that. I have a smokehouse on my list. I actually have two. But they're not going to make it. I really suck at explaining that. We got the gist. Yeah. My number four is Dell House in Cologne, Germany. And uh, the coolest part about food in Germany is like everything is fresh, like to the max, like to the point where you walked in this ice cream place and there was not like, you know how like traditionally you walk in somewhere here and they have like options for you? No, they have a menu and they make it in front of you. Like so like I. No, so you know those videos that you watch, or like, now it's TikTok, but before it used to be like Facebook Reels, of like those people like scraping like oh, ice yeah. and uh -huh. milk, like cream yeah. essentially, yeah. together, and then literally chop the fruit in front of you? That's what they did! Wow, okay. And like that was my first like overseas like So it's kind of like close to a career, but more of a real Yeah, I was like shocked. Yeah. And it was like the most flavorful thing I had ever had. And if anyone knows me, I love ice cream. Like I could eat it for breakfast, dinner, and lunch. Wow. So. We could, but then we'd be sick all the time. Oh, so. I used to. Like you can ask her. I used to walk into work with ice cream, and then I would go. And, like if it was a bad day, you knew it. Like. That's nice. what I would do. But sometimes you just do it, right? <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's worth it. Sometimes it's worth it. That's right. YOLO. So when you, every once in a while, when the girls or people at work will go, what did you and Allison do this weekend? And I'll go, well, we went out. Somewhere. And then they'll be like, well, are you, did she, can she eat that? Well, she's not supposed to eat that. <laughs> but sometimes you just say, screw it and eat it. Right. So. Yeah. Number four, Allison. Um, I'm going to go with... Um, it's called Van Gogh's, and it's in Springfield, Missouri. And we went there when we were visiting Jeff and Paige. And um, the cool thing about, um, the, the really nice thing about Jeff and Paige is that they were very conscious of what I can and can't eat. And so when we, they knew we were coming down there, they looked for places that they had gone to that offered gluten and dairy-free options, and they suggested this. And... Um, Paige couldn't go with us, so it was just me, Steve, and Jeff, or me, Steve, and Jeff, yeah. Um, but I had, um, it, it's called the Dutch Pancake, so it's an extremely thin, thin pancake, and it's gluten-free, and um, it's topped with um, 
vegan ice cream, blueberry compote, and a raspberry sauce, and um, everything on their menu is gluten and vegan free, or vegan. Um, so it was it's, a Dutch restaurant. Yeah, it was yeah. a Dutch restaurant, and um, they had, I also got a vanilla lavender latte with coconut milk in it, and it was just like a really cool thing. I think that's one of my favorite things about um, traveling in different places is that um, outside of northern Michigan, there tends to be a lot more flavorful options for gluten and dairy-free because a lot of times it's just like okay you can have a salad or this is our gluten-free menu and it's got two things on it and um, frozen cauliflower crust or gluten-free pasta yeah. with a red sauce yeah. of some sort yeah. or um so it's just really exciting to try different things that i didn't know but that was probably one of them and it was a cute experience like a cute little dutch place yeah. in downtown springfield so. We uh, first of all, Jeff and Paige, friends of the pod, right, Brad? Yep. And then second of all, they were definitely flexing on us when we went down there. Oh, they were for trying sure. to show off every gluten-free place that they had in Springfield. Took us to Dole Whip. Yeah, that they, yeah. almost made the list. They just wanted so to flex. So if Jeff decides to listen to this, do know that you know we still do miss the food and think of them. Yeah. So all right, Raylan, you're number. What do you? You got number five yeah, now. Oh, I left one for you. If you don't take it, I'm no, gonna. I'm not gonna take it. Really yeah, interesting. No, I'm not gonna take it. Uh, there's two. My last two. Um, I've only eaten here once, but it was really good. I'm gonna go. It's called Vegan, V E G dash N, and it is a vegan restaurant in East Lansing. I went down there for a doctor's appointment, and. The food is delicious. I had, um, they do breakfast, which is really cool. They um, do um, lunch time food, but I had a wrap with vegan um, chicken. So it's all plant-based food, and you, I could not tell the difference. Like the wrap, um, the chicken, everything was all plant-based. And it was essentially, I had like a ranch sandwich, like a chicken and ranch sandwich wrap thing, but it was really good. Basic be vegan wrap. Basic be vegan wrap, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, ranch and chicken and lettuce with, um, so, but that was really good. I do want to do an honorable mention. Are you yeah, we'll do that at the end. Okay. Yeah. Number five, Raylan. All right, so I'm going to toss it all up and be really basic, but I'm going to go with <laughs> tropical smoothie. <laughs> I'm surprised I know it's not Chick-fil-A. I'll be honest with you. Okay, no. Chick-fil-A crossed my mind, but I'm like, it can't be that basic. Come on. I like it. I, I like those, like, natural places that you can walk into and, like, no one knows where you're going. But Tropical Smoothie is my literal favorite. Like, even Allison knows every time I travel anywhere, like, I have to stop along the way and get Tropical Smoothie. They have this amazing, like, spicy, like, sweet um, chicken uh, quesadilla. That has pineapple on it that I get every time I go anywhere with a uh, mango smoothie. <laughs> it's to die. You don't have to explain yourself here. It's fine. <laughs> All right, number five for me is easy because it's sentimental. So it's Pegasus. My dad took me there when I was a kid. And in Cincinnati, I've taken my wife. So it is in a Greek town. And if you get the flaming cheese, and the whole Opa! experience. Once you have, then <laughs> it is forever impacted me as a child. It is imprinted on me. And um, yeah. And fun fact, friend of the pot, Rick, took Austin in there and Austin had a flaming cheese with Austin even. So like, it's kind of cool. So if you know, you know one of those things. Um, yeah. 
But I skipped you, didn't I? I did, but you're number five, though. Well, you're so used to going. I know, that's what it is, so all right. <coughs> My number five is Hidden Pizza in Las Vegas. Just is it really hidden? Yeah, there's no sign for it. It's just oh. a literal hole in the wall. Nice. How'd you find it? Skeeter and Jojo showed me. Oh, what did you get? I think I got pepperoni and a slice of pepperoni and a slice of sausage pizza. But they're really big slices. Okay. Was it the magic mushroom? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. All right. Interesting. I forgot about the magic mushroom until you just said that. Alright. Cool, I like it. Honorable mention is Brad. Uh Beatrix in Chicago. It was had breakfast there. I think I had those lemon pancakes. Pretty good. And Jojo Shake Bar in Chicago. I've heard about that before. I didn't get to have a shake because we were tired and ready to go home. But you get alcohol in your shake, humongous shakes. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> um, I don't have no royally dessert place on here. I mean, yeah. So honorable mentions really fast. I'll pick two. God, that's tough. I am glad I got a Detroit place in there for three when the three days, and that makes me happy. Trout Town in Kalkaska. Oh, that's a good one. You're looking at me like you don't believe me, Raylan. It's all good. It's have all you good. been there? Yeah, I have. And did you not like it? I didn't like it, no. Why didn't you like I it? I just didn't have a good experience. Oh, man. Yeah. Where are, like, are they just like, oh, here comes that Raylan girl to like, just screw up the food? Sometimes it does happen to me. Like, I have Ray days. That's what me and my dad call them because his name is Ray, too. Uh -huh. And, like, he has the worst luck ever. Yeah, they're Ray days. And Interesting. That was one of them. I don't know, maybe this is my dessert. As good as the food was for us there, they had homemade desserts, and I'm a sucker for homemade desserts. Shout out to, to Kathy at, at the, the courtyard and her homemade raspberry sauce. Oh. So, um, and then the other place will be Slow's Barbecue in Detroit. So it's kind of whatever. It's basic. I mean, it's like a little hanging fruit. I don't know, mention right, Lennon? I'm going to Ford's Garage in Detroit, Dearborn, Detroit, whatever. They, what? <laughs> You're just not, don't knock it down. Okay. You probably wouldn't walk in the door, though. I probably wouldn't. You'd be ashamed. <laughs> the shame. It's the experience, though. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> Is it all, like, car decked out? And oh, everything? my gosh. There's, like, six, like, anti-cars outside before you even get in the door. And then they have, like, basically all Ford's history on the inside. Like, it's really cool. Probably really rusty you broken down. I think even you, no. <laughs> they're not. Sorry. Uh -huh. <laughs> but I think even you would enjoy it, especially I, I, the history of yes. it. I love car history, yeah. stuff like that. Um, even to the point where, like, I go with auto shows and yeah. stuff, and Allison tolerates it, so <laughs> it's, it's She's like, that's cool, yeah. you know, but she, in Allison's defense, I think she wants to walk around and look at all the cool cars, yeah. and, I, and when I go there, all I want to do is look at the new Chevrolet stuff for work, yeah. and so it's really not a fun trip, it's a work right. trip for me, so, <laughs> yeah, so, all right, honorable mentions. I've got, like, three. Yeah, fair enough, hit it. Um, Ruth Chris Steakhouse, I um, had that at the Amway in Grand Rapids, at a conference I went to, um, a vendor took us out to dinner, and it was the best steak I've ever had in my entire life. Um, 
Yeah, that's really good. Um, and then Magnolia Bakery in New York City. Um, just delicious baked good type things. It was so good. We went on our anniversary or on our honeymoon and back when my mom went. And then my third, shoot, my third one. I was just, what were we just talking about? Shoot. Detroit? Yeah, I had it and now it's gone. Oh, well. I can't remember. A face of disappointment on the phone when they could see it. <laughs> uh, you are not happy that you forgot that. <laughs> really good. Yeah. I remember. Oh, it was a taco place. We went in Dallas, Fort Worth. Oh, yeah. Chewy's. Chewy's Tacos. Yes. They were just super fresh, delicious. Best fish tacos I've ever had. That is their say slogan. Chewy's, the best fish tacos you'll ever have. And I did not eat the fish tacos, but mine were delicious. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Well, we'll come back and wrap it up. Right. Did that go how you thought it would, Brad? Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. places to go eat. Yes. M Street Bakery didn't make it. Oh, my gosh. Shit. I forgot about them. Um, let's start with Brad Lynn. No, let's start with Brad. Brad, what are you doing this weekend? Watching basketball. It is March Madness. So it's Thursday and Friday off from work, so I sit my fat ass on the couch watching basketball. It's interesting that you brought that up because Nick Stefan talked about getting it together. So maybe I should just go to Brad's and watch it with them. And then he said, but then I could just do it at work and get paid. Because they expect me to watch it anyways. And I was like, it's funny that you said that. My job, too, knows that I'm pretty much useless from noon on, on Thursday or Friday. So. Well, I'll see you Thursday morning. Oh, it'll change? Bring my cup, cup, truck in. Okay. The appointment I had canceled. Oh, that's right. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Raylan, what are you doing this weekend? I am taking an early birthday vacation to Petoskey for the weekend with my mom, actually. We're getting massages and going shopping. It's going to be the best. And you're getting cookies? No. Oh, Tom's mom's cookies and Petoskey. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Next yes. year. You do know what we're talking about? Then why wouldn't you go over there? I'm confused. Do you eat other cookies? <laughs> They're not. I told you. I like ice cream. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Like? Fair enough. I don't know of any really ice cream shops in Petoskey <laughs> or Harbor Springs. I'm sure there's some. I'm sure there's got to be, yes. There's... What's the chocolate place there? Um, do you have what's it called? Yeah, Killwins. Like Killwins. Kill they have great ice cream. Really? I didn't know mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Only thing I remember about when we went to Tarver Springs, I seen other than grabbing cookies, was if you go the alley up from where you're walking back from Tom's Mom's, there's a women's shop there that has sundresses. Oh, I'm sure you've been in there a thousand times. Well, I was just in there once. <laughs> Oh, and you won't go back. <laughs> well, we'll go. I'm sure we'll we have go. We came home with three dresses. Yeah, we came home with three dresses. <laughs> and each one shows it. It was, you know, it's weird. It's the cute thing, though, is they color code. Court, they color them. <laughs> so it's like all the greens, yellows, blues, pinks. Yeah. They're all together. Ingredients, yes. Yeah. It's really neat. It's just pretty. Yeah, pretty expensive. You get what you pay for. Yeah, you get what you pay for. <laughs> all right. Um, what are you doing this weekend? Homework. Yeah. Um, we don't really know yet. Don't really know yet. Maybe going to Detroit. Maybe, maybe being on our couch. I don't really know. Yeah. There's the, the fun thing is going to Detroit. Yeah. But I don't know if that's really the smart thing. For what? Uh... Our, my friend, our friend, friend of the pod. I love that. I love doing <laughs> that. Friend of the pod, Ken Gamble. Had a lot of those. Oh. Yeah. Um, 
has a motocross event because his daughter's singing Saturday. So we're gonna go down and Lily's singing the national anthem at Ford Field. So yeah, so we're gonna go down for that and watch that. And then Monster by the Weekend. Monster truck. So yeah. Beef jerky. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't seem like a beef jerky kind of crowd. Was it? Do people eat beef jerky there? Yeah, like it was everywhere for some reason. Throw beer and they throw beef jerky at us. That's good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Um, next week, Bradley, we are having Kelly Hakery from the newly moved Bluebird Boutique. We're going to talk about her, meet her, her store, the move, what she's hoping for it, and then that. I'll be interested to see the top five that she has. I asked her Saturday if she had one. She couldn't think of anything. Oh, man. We'll help her along with that. It can be anything you want. And then I'll even go and I'll tip the last hat. I don't like to do that because things can happen. But supposedly after that, we're supposed to have Jeff Konchak on. Ooh. Talk about all that he's helping with Alpina. And then after that, Shannon from WTZ. And then Benny Gould, my old trainer from the Performance Locker, which I'm really excited. He's more excited about it than I am. He was like, I really want to be on. I'm like, well, come on on. It'll be good. So, And then he taught me something that I can't wait to talk to you about. So it'll be fun to talk about that. So um, other than that, I appreciate you girls coming on. Anything you want to talk about really quick? Yeah. So part of why we're here is to talk about what we go through, advocate for our health and things. So we are actually starting a podcast that does that and it's going to be in a similar format as yours like where you interview people but ours is going to be with a focus on advocacy for health and mental and all that jazz stuff and so we'll be bringing some episodes soon I think you should do it it's not fun there's a lot of growing pains which Lord knows we've had but um, yeah I think you guys I think you guys should do it, period. So, if anything, it gives me and Bryson to look forward to every week being yeah. together. That ba- at base minimum of that, right? Don't you agree with that? Yeah. yeah so. So you get busy and then you get sad again. Yeah, yeah, I get sad. Oh, sorry, Bryson. <laughs> the fall sucks so bad this year. So, but yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it's coming. We'll look for the pod. Do you guys have a name? Any idea yet? Or it's still just in the infancy stages? We do have a name. You have a name? Yeah. Oh it's gosh. actually called the Two Broke Girls. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's good. You got the interesting look on your face right now. No, it's just it's good because yes. uh, yeah, you know, perfect. We're not broken though. <laughs> just not. broke from all the shopping. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna like hit a lot of the buzz. Irony. Your girlfriend, <laughs> wolf. <laughs> so all right well again i appreciate it so oh anything you want to talk about job wise maybe something about your uh well okay brainish what have you on here oh yeah um i have evan and will who are my wildcat branch students two high school kids they're great great kids just doing good things and you're trying to get members to sign up yeah we are i was oh, okay sorry curtailing to that 
Um, and we actually are running a promotion for high school students right now that if they come see me, we'll get them an account opened, um, use their debit card to get $100. And if they're seniors, we're going to give them 50 more dollars for graduating this year. So right away, or do you have to wait until they graduate? Nope. Right away. So let me get this straight. You join the McLaren Union if you're a senior and you get 150 bones. Correct. Once you use your debit card. Yeah. So... A really good promotion. We're trying to we're trying to to teach kids to start um, understanding their finances at a younger age. So um, a big thing we're trying to hit is freshmen. So they have four years to learn with us the importance of financial education, um, how debit cards work before they head off to school or into the workforce or military. Where a lot of times that's what happens is kids go out and. They don't understand things entirely, and they get themselves into trouble. So we're trying to really hit it at a young age and build up and be a partner for them. Um, but the one thing I always tell people, whether they want to be a member of us or they want to be a member of another financial institution, just make sure you know what you're signing up for and uh, pick whatever is best for you. And don't go to banks. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. It is what All right, it is. that's how we're gonna end the pod right there. <laughs> Don't go to the banks. Banks bad. Banks are the bad B word. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again, girls. I look forward to your pod. Maybe uh, me helping you is in the future, probably. With that, I say. Probably. We'll so, be so grateful. Yeah. I'll be a friend of the pod. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Uh, with me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like. 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me. That's a-